This is so good, baby. I'm I'm, <sighs> I'm like in awe of you right now because it is uh, it is the purpose of the show, you guys. If you're listening to this right now, I need you to, to rewind this maybe 15 times and listen to this, to what my husband just stated right there. When you propose to someone, you have all these things in your mind, the future they're going to have with that person. And I bet you, just think of it now that you listen to us. I bet you when you go back to that time, you will realize all those things were positive emotions in your mind. There was nothing negative. Mm-hmm. There was no word, like Raja says, of divorce, of breaking up families, of no, it was all good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So you promise that person you're going to be that for them. Continue that by doing these little things that my husband said. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Cheers, my love. Cha-ching! To almost 18 years of marriage and 24 yeah. years. Of craziness. Of craziness. <laughs> Of actually growing together. That's it. Which is exactly what this podcast is all about. Growing together. That's it. 18 okay. years and 24 years, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but first off, what a great week. Yes. Patios were finally open in Toronto, which we made sure to take advantage of as soon as we were able to. So we took our our son. Well, we had a, a weekend supposed to be with no kids. Um. My daughter went to a camping trip with her friend, and my son had a couple sleepovers, but um, didn't all pan out. Yeah, it didn't all pan out. You, you ended up canceling one of them, but we got to, to spend some quality time with this boy because he's uh, normally cooped up on a computer all day. So, but hold that thought. Uh, first, first, first of all, what are we doing right now? What is this? You forgot your spiel. Welcome to the Head of the Hill Show. Oh, I'm here yeah. with my sure. beautiful husband. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, of course. I got to start the show. <laughs> I was feeling a little, um, I don't know, a little out empty, place. out of place. I'm like, what are you doing? Did you forget about me? What happened? <laughs> We're not growing together. I know we had a great time with my son this weekend, but let's not forget what you're supposed to do. <laughs> All right, well. My name is Roger, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and we are the Head Over Heels Show. Welcome back. That's right. <laughs> Ladies, this is what I talk about all the time. You cannot let your men forget about who you are and your standards. You got to let them know. You can't let your man forget that you're a princess. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say just a princess. I would say you're number one priority. 
<laughs> just like I make sure that you're my number one priority, you have to make sure I'm your number one priority at all times. At all times. Even doing the opening of the show every time, it, which is your fault because you started this and I liked it and I loved it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now you can't stop it because it's so good. There There's go. nothing then better than being admired and being respected and loved. And I won that all the time. So, yeah. There you go. Now you can continue. There. Perfect. <laughs> so, as I was saying, um, we got to spend some quality time with this, but we went and uh, made sure we squeezed into a patio for lunch. First day of the reopening, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. So, we went, sat down, had some sliders, some sushi, some a bottle fish of tacos. You forget a bottle of wine. Bottle of wine. But that was good because we had not drank all week. Yes. We had decided that as of last Sunday, we were not going to have any wine. And this Friday was our first bottle we, of wine. And we had it all. We had, we had all, all the wine. wine. We had all the wine this weekend <laughs> that we didn't have all week. Actually, we didn't drink that much wine. No, we, we didn't. We had a lot of vodka, it. yes, and tequila. There you go. Which is not that good. It's not that bad, I mean. No, it's not that bad at all. I don't feel nothing. No right hangover now. whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Just very tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, hope you guys had a great weekend um, and enjoyed the sun and got out there and supported some local businesses. Um, they need it. They definitely need it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, not, we're not sure where, you, where you're at right now listening to this podcast, which country, which region, which city, but we are in Toronto, Canada, and I don't know if many of you know, but we've been on a lockdown for over a year. Literally, we've had about 10 weeks of reopening throughout the whole year. and uh, From a stay-at-home order that we yeah. didn't really know we had. Yeah. <laughs> but we're finally on the, at the stage that we could reopen, and they're reopening slowly, and they start with the patios, which is amazing, because that's Raj and I's favorite thing to do, is just literally go sit on a patio and have a nice date. On a patio, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't know if it's morning. our favorite thing to do, but... Well, it's one of our favorite things to do. It's the only thing do. we can do in public, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, our favorite, favorite thing outside of our number one favorite. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It brought in so much energy and so much positivity and so much, you know, endorphins and a, so much love to us. It was us. actually kind of neat because everybody out there, I heard them kind of celebrating freedom. Yes. You know? Remember that everybody couple had a smile. Yeah. next to us? They were like literally cheering, cheering on that. They had a FaceTime with, with somebody, the, one yeah. of their friends, I guess. And they were sitting at a table next to us and they were drinking and cheersing to their to friends freedom. saying, look, cheers to freedom. We're finally out. Like... Oh my gosh. Yes. Freedom is so good. So good. It's crazy that it came to that point, but it is what it is. We make positive out of negatives. All the time. So um, speaking of which, we have some Father's Day stuff for you. Yes, we're doing a nice giveaway for Father's Day, which is coming up. We're still working on it. So we have some details now, but we will tell you how to enter, but. We have some details now. Why well, you the me? giveaway is going to be huge for one lucky father. It is going to be um, a book. It's called The Complete Man by one go. of our guests who's going to be on the show uh, very soon. Uh, it's the Complete Man is everything to do with that, how to be a great father, a great husband, a great businessman. It's just all around complete. Mm-hmm. 
We have a hundred dollar voucher for one of the great restaurants locally. Yeah, we like to we like to uh, push our local businesses, so that's what we're trying to do a little bit. I know this podcast is pretty much worldwide, but you know, sometimes we just got to push some of these local businesses, and uh, you know, you can still enter. There's other prizes. I mean, if there's if the if that's the only one that is keeping you from coming down to Toronto, which I'd love for everybody to come down to, then uh, we'll, we'll try and figure out something to uh, cover that one up. Right. So this giveaway is, like we said, is locally and is specific to Father's Day. Every month we have different kind of giveaways to give, you know, to one of our lucky listener. But this is going to be good for one of the fathers. Again, uh, personal training sessions. We're still working on that. We have a lot of head over heels swag for one of the lucky yep. fathers. The details are still in the works, yep. but that's coming up next week. We're working week. on a few other giveaways as well to, to, to go on top of that to make it that much extra special. You know why? Because dads are fucking important too. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are the most important thing. Well, the most important after moms. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they should be the most important thing to moms because mom. I mean, to the kids, yes, it'll be a mom first. Always mom first. And then dad's the hero, but mom's the, the but, powerhouse. But it is that way for us. I mean, I don't, I don't know who was recently asked me. He's like, you know what I love about you two? It was talking, referring to Raja and I, that we put ourselves first. And it's true. We always mm. do. I, I said to that person, I said, well, I have no choice. Roger is my priority. He's my number one priority. And the person that looked at me says, even above your children? I said, yes, he was my first yeah. before my kids. But it's not really above. It's not if, above. If mom and dad aren't happy, then the kids won't be happy Exactly. Either. So it's not above. That's a different kind of way yeah. of looking at it. But you are, yes, my number one. Because mm -hmm. if you're happy and I'm happy, guess what? our children are going to be happy. Absolutely. So yeah, he is my number one and I'm his number one. And yes, it's great. So yes, that our priority. It's, a, it's the top ingredients to a happy family. <laughs> keep which dad is, happy. Which is all the ingredients to keep you growing together as couple, as family, as parents, which is what the show is all about today, you guys. It's a great, great hot topic. It's a topic that we've seen a lot of people struggling with. A lot of couples asking us this kind of same question, how do we stay together happy? Yes. yes. And we are here to share with you some of our own experiences throughout the past 24 years and some of the research that we've done, some of the best research we've learned is one of the Gottman research that John Gottman, Gottman did. And his research, his, his theories, all based on real life research that he did over 20 years, mm -hmm. conducted for couples that he found the little ingredients of making a relationship last. He was saying he can actually predict up to 90% of those couples Who's going to stay together? Who's, who's going to stay together? Who's going to get divorced? And very specific, like in six years, he says, yeah. they predicted which couple will stay together, which couple will divorce in six years, just from 24 hours of research of that couple. Hmm. Mind you, they researched over 50,000 couples throughout all these years. But I mean, this is not our stuff. We're yeah. getting this from real professionals, real scientists and psychologists. Yeah, we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves right now, but our main reason for this show, this topic today, was, um, I mean, the news, it's all over the news. Everybody's talking about Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, Melinda Gates separation. 
band. You know, there's all kinds of things as to why, 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 why. Well, because because they're the wealthiest people in the world. They're like, if yeah. they can make their marriage work, you know? Yeah. So actually, it's funny. You guys saw uh, a, a, like a post of an article somewhere where it was a picture of in front of a headline of the newspaper that said, if Bill Gates, a multi-billionaire, can't keep his wife happy, what makes you think you can? <laughs> and I thought to myself, I'm like, why, just because he's got billions of dollars, he should be making his wife happy? I don't think that's, that might be a little, little tiny ingredient to, to, to happiness because you can get them whatever the hell they want. But it's nowhere close to what you need in your life to be happy. Absolutely. You got people, I mean, you lived it. You lived in a refugee tent for three years. Were you ever, were you unhappy the whole time? Or were you happy some of the times? No, I, yeah, we had balance. We had happiness. Yeah. So mean, yeah, so no money. It was no a situation, but that doesn't mean we were yeah. unhappy. But no money whatsoever, whatsoever. No, not even a house, but yet you lived happy. And the same thing when I grew up. I mean, I grew up in, in you know, low income housing and all that kind of stuff. I can't say that I didn't have a happy childhood. Right. You know what I mean? I had shitload of struggles, but who doesn't? But I, I can say that I had a happy childhood. I had many, uh, many I have happy great memories. parents that, yeah. that I, you know, love dearly and respect. No issues with them. No, I had a great relationship with both your parents. So Same money year. is not the caveat to a spectacular relationship and a spectacular life. Absolutely. All it does is get you pretty things. No, not even that. Like I, I remember working with a client of mine years ago and this person, I mean, was huge, was so, so big. Like I'm talking like friends with Warren Buffett, kind of huge, you know, mm -hmm. and I used to do her hair and I mean, this person was wealthy. I'm not even going to say rich, wealthy, you guys, wealthy, but this person was unhappy, so unhappy. I mean, as a hairstylist, I used to be a hairstylist. You get to hear all these stories of people. Like you, you become their therapist, literally, mm -hmm. for two, three, four hours that Why you not? spend. Yeah, you're sitting in a chair with them. Doing long. their hair. So I would hear all these stories. This person had hives all, all over her body from relationship, from how unhappy she was in her relationship. And yet, listen to this, yet she was wealthy as fuck. Like she had so much money. Yeah. The person that she was with, they had so much money, but they were so unhappy to the yeah. point that she had hives all over her body. I mean, that is purely disaster. Yeah. So don't let that sink in your head. Don't sit there and think, oh, if I only had this, I would be happier. Yes, I mean, fuck. If I won the lottery to tomorrow, would I have a happy life? I think I would. But nobody knows until it happens. You mm -hmm. hear all these negative stories about you know, let's say lottery winners that lost everything afterwards. and But anyways, money is not the topic. Long story time. short, money doesn't buy happiness. The reason, the main reason that Melinda and Bill Gates got separated or divorced, uh, this is coming from Melinda's mouth directly, not to, not to my ears, but I heard it on, a, <laughs> uh, on something. She said, and you she, quote. <laughs> they, they just stopped learning from each other. They stopped growing together. Those were exact words. Yes. We stopped growing together as a couple. Yeah. So your main goal as a couple is to grow together. Think back. Think back of the day that you guys, or just 
whoever proposed, if the guy proposed or the woman proposed, whatever it is, think of the butterflies and everything you had in your stomach when you were going to do that. Think of all the things that you pictured your life would be like if you got married. Funny, you're saying that to me, and I'm actually, not to me, to our listeners, but I'm actually sitting here thinking about it, about that time that you and I got together, all the things that I thought I would have. I'm not trying to brag, but I think I've surpassed those expectations mm-hmm. way past. Like, I never thought I would have this kind of relationship, yeah. this kind of family. I knew it would have been good, would be good, because I had it in my mind and I wanted it to be good, but I never thought it would be this amazing. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, that, and, that, and that's the thing. So you you grow together over the years and you can't, I mean, you can write down goals and stuff and say, this is where I want to be. But the more you do this growing together thing, you, you'll surpass all that stuff because everything just comes so easily when you're, when you got a little bit of a smile on your face. When you're, when you have that point system, like you said, and when you're doing so many positive things and those positive things in your marriage, they're building and building and building and they're little things, not big things. You know, you know, we have that expression. You said, don't sweat the little things. Well, in the relationship is the opposite. I want you to sweat the little things. I want you to pay attention to the little thing in relationships because that's what's going to make it, mm. the little things. Yeah. And we're going to go over that in details for you guys just so you know what we're right. talking about. So Nina mentioned the, the point system thing. And, and you know, you've heard it before, you know, brownie points and, you know, happy wife, happy life, all that stuff. and Emotional bank account, yeah. put deposits in there, like all of these things. And... I, so I joke around with a lot of my friends. I'm like, every time I do something or I do something, sometimes if I'm at somebody's house, I'll do something for his wife. Uh, meaning like put away the dishes or help with the cooking or whatever it is. Yeah. And they'll look at me like, what the hell? You're making me look bad. I'm like, I'm just collecting brownie points. I'm going, you never know when I'm going to need them. So it's the same thing with your spouse. Um, actually, you brought up John Godman. Uh, he said what is it, uh, for every one negative, if you want to have a, a relationship that lasts, for every one negative, you got to come up with five positives. And the reason for that, it's not a selfish thing, it's not anything like that, but a negative will burn deeper than a positive. And it's all research-based. Yeah. That's why I love him, because but he's done research over yeah. this and it works. Well, you don't even need research. You just need to look at any kind of reviews. You want to go to a hotel or whatever, go, go to the review section. You're going to hear, you see way more complaints than people saying it was great. Right. And the reason why they say more complaints is because they burn a little deeper than something that makes you happy. So you're going to hear about the negative more than the positive. So if you happen to do something negative and you don't want to be in the doghouse all week, find five positives that will make up for that negative. Yes, you're absolutely right. Because negatives it stays with us longer than yeah. if you were to compliment me all day long, that will just go over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I, you know, I, yeah. I'm good, I deserve it. But one negative thing from you will be like, it will take out, take away all the good things that you said. Yeah. yeah. It's just human emotions. Yeah. That's how it works. Well, in the, in the research that John Gobbin said, it, just like you said, he, he can, if you put couples in front of him, he can tell who's going to stay together and who's not. And he said, one of the reasons, one of the things is, is that the one negative to five positives, it, the people that don't stay together, it's like, it's not even one to one. It's like 0.8 to one. So you do one negative and maybe every once in a while you do a positive. Right. Then 
the, you know, that emotional bank account, whatever you want to call it, is not balanced. Right. It's in the negative. And if you're in the negative all the time, then guess what your mindset's going to be? Negative all the time. <laughs> so what, what, he, what Roger was saying is about the, the five to one ratio, five being positive, one being negative, is John Gottman did this study that he put two couples in this room for 24 hours and he had them um, connected. There was cameras in this room and their heart, there's a heart rate monitor on them. So he would watch, they would watch their emotions and their heart rate go up and down as they're arguing, as they're talking, as they're doing living 24 hours in this room. And it's like a, B&B kind of thing, they're living there and he's he's recording all their emotions, all their heart rates, and that's how he figured the five to one ratios. Yeah. He says, when there's a conflict between a couple, if the couple's arguing and they're arguing and there's they're arguing amicably, meaning they're respect respecting each other, they're arguing in a in a positive way. There's they're drawing a, a love map, well not love map, but they're they're drawing this um emotional uh, conversation between them. Like if, if I'm talking to you and I'm keep saying you, 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 and I'm just blaming it on you, that's all negative. Yeah. But if I'm talking to you and arguing with you and I'm saying, well, you made me feel this way, if you could, like, it's asking and giving kind yeah. of thing. So you're, you're making it more of a positive argument, negative. You're adapting to that conflict, yeah. co conflict. So you're not trying to resolve it, you're adapting to it. And that's what he means by having five to one ratio, positive to negative. Mm -hmm. And that's how he figures if this couple's gonna stay together about the style of your arguing together. You know, yeah, yeah. if there's admiration, respect, level of understanding between each other, yeah, then the couple will come together and they will share and create this meaningful system between them yeah. that will allow them to stay together. Yeah, for example. Throughout if, the conflict. For example, if you're sitting there and you know, you, you want some attention from your wife and yeah. you, you go up and say, you know what, I'm standing here, you know, waiting for you to come over and hug me and you don't even hug me anymore. You don't, you don't show me any affection. It's like, you don't want to be around me. Or if you go up and say, babe, remember that time we sat on the couch and we were cuddling and all that stuff. That was amazing, right? We should do that more often. And then she'll probably say, we should do that right now. Exactly. Down and I, have, I think we've done this many times, you and I. Yeah. So that goes from you starting, let's say, an argument by making that person wrong, by not coming to hug you, not doing that. Not criticizing them for not doing it. You're to, actually inviting them to do yeah, it. Yeah, you're inviting them and you're making it kind of romantic. You're kind of sweeping them off their feet by saying how much you loved cuddling on the couch the yeah. other day or last week or but last exactly year. what you say you're doing it about them you're saying ah oh, you're disappointed that didn't happen last time mm. not criticizing oh it didn't happen it was your fault no you're saying i'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get to hug and yeah. feel each other but i would love to do that mm. soon and then you see your partner's like oh let's do that now so you're inviting them to that actually it kind of happened this weekend so what we <laughs> like we said we were we had we were gonna have no kids for the whole weekend I love you. You guys, For I love this man so much. <laughs> He's such an amazing human being. <laughs> so we weren't going to have the kids the weekend and I was so looking forward to it. I mean, you know how long it's been since we had like a, an empty house? Just nobody here. Just you and I, yeah. Forever. Not that we crave it, honestly. We, we yeah. love our children to death. We want them yeah. with us all the time. But it's been over 
15 months of a lockdown. So as parents, we kind of need a little Yeah. So our kids, would es- this, our kids would escape every once in a while, but maybe for an hour here and there or, or not together. One would be here, one would be out. But this time we were have both of them gone. And... Safely but it was gone. also it was also <laughs> the first time that we were allowed to gather with people. So we tried to balance both. But it didn't really work out that way because I figured Friday we're going to hang out with some friends and all that stuff. And then, you know, those friends stayed, stayed around a lot longer than expected. So then when, when by the time the night ended, we were tired, we went to sleep. And then the next day, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to have you all to myself. I'm not going to make sure that anybody... Uh, steals that from me, and of course we went out with some friends. So we hung out by a pool, went out by a pool with our friends, and we ended up staying quite late with a bunch of them. And we came later home. than expected, to be honest. Yeah. And we came home. Actually, my son Tristan had uh, his his sleepover canceled, so uh, we we came home a little early. But we came home tired because we were by a pool since like noon. It was sunny all day. Sunny and just burnt out. And the fact that the too much tequila and uh, vodka mix yeah. doesn't do you. <laughs> so after the Uber home, we passed out. And I thought to myself, damn, I didn't get to have the alone time with my wife. So we kind of made up for it in the morning. That's right. <laughs> so. It kind of worked out. It does. It did work out. Sure. I had fun. It wasn't a disappointing weekend. But yeah, you guys. So do more positives than negatives. Um, you know what? Actually, let me ask you this question, you know. Now that we've been together 24 years, married 18. 18, what is something you wish somebody either told you or you knew in our early days of marriage? Um, good question. Really good question. So the only thing that really comes to my mind is how you and I progressed throughout the 24 years. See, if someone had told me that you're going to get into a relationship, but you have to be aware of every stage of your life to change and to be that kind of, a different kind of person, to make that relationship work, to make your life work, I think I would have, I mean, it worked out amazing because I figured out we figured out together that this is what we need for in order for our relationship to grow is the progression change throughout every stage of our relationship. That's what I would have loved to know. Someone had said to me, listen, you get into this relationship, you're young. We were young. Mm-hmm. I was 21. You were 24 yeah. when you first got into our relationship. Way younger mentally, but yeah. Right. Um, well, you more than me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was ready to get married and have children. I mean, I came from a totally different background, but it's fine. We got together, we figured it out. But that would have been one advice I would have loved to hear before we got into a relationship, long-term relationship, is make sure you know that you're going to progress and change throughout every step of your relationship. Because if you don't, you're going to stay stagnant, you're going to keep looking in the back, in the past, and you know Going in the past, looking back, is going to keep you from going forward. Mm-hmm. And a lot of couples, unfortunately, I see what's happening with them. As throughout the relationship, they're looking back. They're regretting. They're looking back into their past. And let's go back. Let's do this. No, yeah. no, no, no. You got to look forward. You got to change. You got to mm-hmm. progress. Yeah. You know, in, in your 20s, where are we at? Where are you at? 
Check up with each other. Hmm. Talk to your husband, your your, your boyfriend. It's all part of growing together. Yes. Oh, Ask questions. Yeah. Asking questions a lot of us don't know how to do. Yeah. I am guilty at that. That's the basis day. of friendship is asking questions, right. believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, exactly that. Ask your boyfriend the type of questions. What is their values? What are their principles? Where do they want to go in life in four years, in five years, in 10 years? Where do they want to be? Do they want to have children? Now, this is a really, really, really big question. And it's been coming up a lot lately for us. What if one of the partners wants to have children and the other one doesn't? How do you deal with that? Right? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So myself, mm -hmm. I, I want to answer that question twofold. One of them, what is something that I wish somebody would have told me back then? Um, I think the biggest one would have been it's not their fault. Anything that's going on, people tend to place blame on where they are right now, who right. they're with right now. So, meaning, uh, you know, I should be running a Fortune 500 company now, but I can't because I got married and this happened and this happened and this happened, blah, 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 blah. It's your own fault. It's not anybody else's fault but your own. You want something, you go get it. Nothing, nothing stops you. If you t tell your wife you want to own a Fortune 500 company and you have a serious conversation about it, they will support you and they will run, run with you because they want the same things you right. want. And so my thing was, it's not their fault. So if instead of placing blame as to where you are, what you're doing uh, or anything that happened, don't blame them. Look at what you did wrong first before you blame them. I love that. Thank you for actually sharing that because that's, that's really, really, really important. A lot of couples don't realize that, that they blame everything on the other person, whatever that, that the issue yeah. that they have, the conflict, they blame it on their spouse or their mm -hmm. boyfriend. Instead of looking into themselves, this might sound cliche, but you hear it all the time. Look deep with inside you, what's mm -hmm. missing there and ask your, yourself that question before you place the blame on the, yeah. the other person. When you really think about it, it's, it's a big part of what they call midlife crisis. And this is why a lot of marriages end with either the wife or the husband leaving them for somebody younger or somebody, you know, different, completely different. Different, more understanding. <laughs> or whatever. No, it might not be understanding. The other one might be understanding as hell and this one just is more uh, ferocious or whatever, something that attracts you to well, something Well, is it more different. understanding in that stage of where they are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Placing blame is is something that I think if I would have understood a little bit more of back then, I would have had a, just a little bit better mindset. And not that I say that I blame you for anything. It's just anything. You always sit there and think, well, what if I would have done this? Or what if I would have done that instead? Where would I be right now? And those thoughts come when obviously things are not going good in your life or you're going through a conflict. Yeah, whatever <laughs> it is. But I said this was twofold. The second part, I think that what most people need to hear um, at the beginning of their relationship is exactly what this conversation is about growing together. So spend more time with each other, quality time. And when I say spend quality time, I don't just mean like, sitting at home on the couch watching friends. I mean, go out, spend a little money, 
have date nights, go to dinner, go to, you know, rent a little hotel for a day or whatever it Even is. Even if it's not spending a little money, not spending anything, make it intentional about spending time together. Yeah. It is so important to make yeah. it intentional, to say it, to say, look, we are having a date Lunch, no. date night, date whatever. Yeah. Even if it's not there, just make it make it intentional. And look, I want to have a, a a conversation with you, you and me mm. about our future, about our life. Yeah, make it intentional. No, I get it. But when I say spend money, I don't mean like go and spend a bunch of money. Right. I'm saying you're going out and doing something. So most of the time, if you're going out and doing something, you got to go out and have dinner or go out and you know you can not spend money and go sit on the beach and bring food with you, but it's it's that date feeling. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, but when I say spend money, it's the date feeling. Go to a restaurant, do something like that. Like That's, when you're first dating yeah. at the beginning, you're constantly out together, you're doing things together. Well, last time we got together with some friends and uh, one of our good friends came up to us and just randomly and said, you know what I like about you guys? What I really like about you guys? He goes, I said, what? He goes, you are so into each other. You just, you just love each other. And... I always found that people say that, that people found that weird about us. People find it weird that we love each other. We admire each other. We lust each other. We miss each other. And we hang out with each other. All the time. <laughs> they find it weird. But like I said, that day that you sat down and decided you're going to get on one knee or whatever the hell it was to propose... These are all the things that kind of went into your mind that you pictured in your mind how we're going to be. Nobody sits there and says, you know, I want to, I'm going to ask her to marry her so that we can grow apart and have separate lives and resent each other when we're older. And have children that they're going to fall apart. Yeah. You know? And, and destroy their mindset by destroying our marriage in front of them and all that stuff. Nobody looks at it that way. They all want to grow together. That's why they say, we want to grow old together. We want to do this. We want to do that. Well, the steps you do throughout the marriage is what's going to get you there. Yeah. Um, this is so good, baby. I'm, I'm, <sighs> I'm like in awe of you right now because it is, uh, it is the purpose of the show. You guys, if you're listening to this right now, I need you to, to rewind this maybe 15 times and listen to this, to what my husband just stated right there. When you propose to someone, you have all these things in your mind, the future they're going to have with that person. And I bet you, just think of it now that you listen to us. I bet you when you go back to that time, you will realize all those things were positive emotions in your mind. There was nothing negative. Mm -hmm. There was no word like Roger says of divorce, of breaking up families, of no, it was all good, good, good. Mm -hmm. So you promise that person you're going to be that for them. Continue that yeah. by doing these little things that so, my husband said. So let, let's say, like I said, you go back to the day you proposed. Um, if you sat there and looked into your wife's or husband's eyes, think of all the things that come into your head. You know, at that time, it's probably like, <laughs> at that time, it's probably like, she's so gorgeous. Look at her smile. Um, she's so smart that she's finishing school or whatever the heck she's doing. She's a hard worker. Uh, I, I bet you she's going to be an amazing mom and all that stuff. She or he. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking of what yeah. I'm thinking in my head. But then you go, let's say, 15, 10, 15 years into the relationship. And 
actually, you should try this. Just sit down without them knowing, sitting at the other end of the table and look at them and think of what comes to your mind. Most of the time, after 10, 15 years, you're thinking of the annoyances, the things that, you know, she did yesterday that pissed you off or, you know, you yell so much, you're, you're always negative mm-hmm. or, you know, I wish she was just, I wish she would, uh, prep herself a little bit more to, to look more presentable or all that stuff. These are the negative things that come in your head. So if you find that happening, I think you should sit back, close your eyes, blink, smack yourself in the face a couple of times and then change <laughs> those thoughts and think of the positive things, the things that you're in awe about, the things that made you want to be with that person. So, you know, like I said, try it now. You sit down and you, just look and think of those positive things. Because if you're, if those negative things are constantly going in your head, then there's no way you're going to walk around with a smile on your face. Because mm-hmm. all you're thinking of is how that person annoys you. Go back to 5 1. Yeah. Five, oh, five, yeah. 5 to 1 positive ratio. Like it's, if that's what it is, great. If not, then change it to yeah. that because you need five positive to one negative. Yeah. So don't focus on what's annoying. Focus on what you admire. And then, you'll pass that energy on to them and, uh, you know, probably have a fucking good day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, baby. Yeah, baby. It's been, I really liked when we cuddled on the couch this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that again sometime. <laughs> I, I agree. I think we didn't do enough of it this morning. I think we should do a little more this afternoon. Yeah. Hey, listen, we have a podcast to finish. <laughs> well, it's, like we were saying, the five against one, that the the negatives does a lot more damage than the positives. It's human nature. So just it's think of nature. the positives. Think of all the positives that that person brings in front. And in, you'll just kind of rekindle that love again. You know, I said it in the last podcast. You know, if there's something that you fell in love with, the, with your wife or your husband, find it again. If it's gone, if you haven't, you know, had that kind of feeling in a while. Yeah. Bring it up again. And that, how you bring it up again is by thinking about it, Absolutely. manifesting, doing all that stuff. So John Gottman actually says that there's a the four horsemen to the apocalypse or whatever that means. Um, these are the things that come to a, a to create a negative relationship. To break up a relationship to be at the end of the day, yeah. It depends on how you handle these things. And the four things, the first one is criticism. So if you're just always criticizing them, telling them what they're doing wrong. And then the other one is defensive. So let's say I do something wrong, but I find a reason for it. Oh, it's because of this, or it's because you did that, or it's because of this. So instead of taking responsibility... You're being defensive. What's the other one? Uh, disrespect and contempt. I mean, disrespect is, you know, if you show disrespect to your wife or your husband, especially in front of your kids or in front of other people, it's just that it's disrespect. Like you're, 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 you're not setting yourself up for a good day when you start, start it like that. (laughs) (laughs) And then stonewalling, stonewalling mean if, you know, uh, if your spouse is talking and you're just showing no entrance whatsoever. I remember I used to work with a guy 
back in the day when I used to sell cars. And this guy's wife would call and his conversation on the phone was constantly him trying to hang up the phone with her. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, anything else? Hey, okay, anything else? So he's not listening whatsoever. He's yeah, just yeah. don't walking in just good? trying to get off the phone. Like the, this way he would answer her every time she would say something. I don't know what she's saying on the other side, but all it was like, yeah, is that it? Is that it? We're good now? We're good? So he was just trying to get her off the phone. So that's showing her that he's not listening. I guarantee you after that phone call, she will probably slam the phone down and thinking, fucking hate that guy. Yeah, you know I mean? would. <laughs> so, so, you know, stonewalling, Disrespect, contempt, defensiveness, and criticism will end your marriage quickly. So handle those things in a different way. And Well, and the secret to a great relationship is, you ready? Drum roll. It's the quality of your friendship. Friendship is crucial to having a long, happy, and great lasting relationship. A lot of people talk about the number of years that have been together. We say it all the time. We've been together 23 years, 20 years, tw whatever years has been. Yes, that's great. But is that relationship actually a good relationship for that long? Or you just mm -hmm. stayed in there just because you want to stay in the relationship? Yeah. No. It needs to be a happy, good quality friendship mm -hmm. first in order for it to become a good relationship. Yeah. So all of these four steps that you just listed yeah. to having a, a, ultimately a divorce is that, is disrespect, criticism, defensiveness, and um, stonewalling. stonewalling. <laughs> if you have a great quality friendship with your partner, none of these will exist. I mean, it will exist, don't get me wrong, but you will adapt to them, meaning they will be the negative one in your relationship, you'll have five positives and that will be the one negative thing, which is maintainable, mm. which is adaptable, doable. Mm. So that's all what the Gottman is saying. That's why I love that institute because it really speaks volume when it comes to our relationship. Just research, 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 research will tell you, will give you answers. Exactly. And then looking, I mean, I'm not, we're no experts, you guys, as you know, but for past year, we've been doing so much research on this relationship issue, and we've come to conclusion that there, this is 100% true because we, as a couple, look at our relationship when we see we have a great friendship, and that's why this works, period, yep. period. If you and I, Raj and I, were not good friends, bestest friends, the conflict that we have would have killed our relationship because mm. we have we, we're strong minded both of us and we have strong will and we can you know clash but we clash but then we open up vulnerably and honest honestly to each other what what that does that creates a, a shared meaning system between the two of us keeps us going together mm. do you get it yeah, so we're not clashing like against each other we are staying our conflict we're understanding it. We're acknowledging it. And it wasn't always this way. As you grow together in a relationship, as you, um, you know, um, change through every season together, you get to learn to adapt to that conflict mm. because okay. you can never resolve a conflict and yeah. you shouldn't resolve a conflict in a relationship. Why not? Because there's always going to be a conflict. The conflict never it never ends. It never gets fully resolved. Sure, it does. It never gets fully resolved. What happens is you get adapt adapt to it. I 
respect your decisions mm. and your, um, I respect your differences yes. from me. Okay. Okay. But so I adapt to your conflict and you adapt to mine. But you're not just adapting. You want to, you want to, well, I guess adapting is, is part of the word. I'm saying that you need to resolve your conflicts. You need to resolve them. And some of them are not just adapting, it's accepting. There you go. Yeah. So think of it this way. If a conflict doesn't get resolved, then you kind of dwindle on it, think about it, and it's through your head when you're driving, not even with them, you're thinking of it. So it's creating negative. But if you resolve that conflict, it could be the greatest form of intimacy. Agreed. Which which the, the whole term makeup sex came from. <laughs> I, I know you, baby. I know you had to go there, which is fine. It's all about, you know, the makeup sex for you, which I love, which is fine. But what I was saying about you can't resolve the conflict. The conflicts are reoccurring over and over and over. Mm. What I'm saying is adapt to that conflict, meaning when that conflict reoccurs, I've known you for 24 years, you've had similar conflicts over and over and over. At the beginning of our relationship, I couldn't stand it. I wasn't sure if I was okay with those conflicts. I wasn't sure if I could live with them for the rest of my life. So what did I do? I took the pros, the pros and cons, and I weighed, I weighed them. Mm. And I saw, okay, listen, the, the pros outweighs the cons in him and in this in this particular conflict. So what am I going to do? Am I going to keep um, butting heads with him and not getting anywhere? Or I am going to open up myself to that conflict and adapt to it and understand that it's not mine, it's his. Mm. But I have to understand it. Yeah. And then the, what happens there? I opened up and I shared our system together, you and I. Got it? So we didn't head butt, we didn't butt heads, but I opened up to your conflict, I adapted to it, and we move on. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's been solved. It means it's just been adapted to it. It's just you move on. There's these are the little things mm. that I was saying before. Sweat the little things. Get to know what the little things are, and that's how you resolve your issues. Yeah. And being friends with the partner, with your partner, I mean, it's the base of all balanced conflicts. Friendship. It's the base for that, okay? The, the, like you said, it's great for sex. It's, it's a great uh, way of being, having a good sex in your, in your, in your relationship. Being friends, it's, it creates balance, romance, passion in your relationship. So if you really look at it, friendship is the secret to a long-lasting, happy relationship. Absolutely, you gotta be friends with the person you're, you're with. Uh, and then like we said, you know, to go back and 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 reiterate what we're what this whole thing is about. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the one negative to five positives. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, a little while back about this, about the brownie points, and he was like, "Well, I do all these things. I, you know, I I make sure to put some dishes away. I get up in the morning. I do this for the kids. I do this for the kids. And I do that for the kids." And I told him, I said, well, I think what you're doing wrong is you're making it seem, oh, look, I did this for you. Well, you're not doing it for her or him. You're doing it because it needs to be done. So if you find that she's not or he's not noticing all the stuff you're doing, then don't be shy about it. When they come into the room, whatever, and say, oh, by the way, honey, 
I did the dishes. I put everything away. I folded the kids' clothes and I uh, prepped a little bit of stuff here for for dinner that you wanted to make. Why? You gotta you gotta state a reason. So you and I can spend more time together. Yeah, but either way, I'm just saying. Yeah, but what I was saying is, is if you just point out those things, if you find that they don't notice them, don't make it like, oh, I did this for you, I did this for you, I did this for you. Oh, by the way, I did this, I did this, I did this. Is there anything else you'd like me to do before I want, before I go and finish my own my work or whatever? But you're so really that way, good at that. You're really good at that. <laughs> that's brownie points. So that way, if you say they don't recognize all the stuff you did, you just kind of told them without telling them. You just kind of explained, oh, I did this and this and this and this. Is there anything else you'd like me to do? We should have a TikTok on that. <laughs> Tell your spouse how much you want to be with them without telling them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, grow together. Be friends. It is so important to grow together. Work on your conflict. Work on your mindset. And you won't be sitting there in, in a headline like Bill Gates and his wife or... What's the other guy? Elon Musk and his wife. Because money. Elon Musk got married like five times. Uh, Bezos just, yeah. you know, uh, got divorced. I mean, this goes to show money you guys. Money doesn't do it. No, money doesn't do it. Money does not do it. So all you men out there going after your career, all you women after your career, you know what? You know what's going to do it? A good, solid, good quality relationship. That's what's going to really give you the happiness that you and want And if you life. don't believe it, Go talk to any old person that is probably, or anybody that's sitting on uh, a hospital bed or whatever that they, you know, might have a few weeks left to live or whatever the case may be. Go ask them what they regret or what they wish they would have done differently. I guarantee you none of them would have said, oh, I wish I would have diversified my, my business and created this and created that and created this. No, they're all going to say, I wish... I spent more time with my kids, my wife, my dog, my mom, my dad, or whoever the heck it is. And it's true because this is a study and his research has done on this as well. And they, the research says, um, I don't know what the percentage is, but the high percentage says they regret not doing things with the loved ones. Yeah. So do those things. Do those things. While you're growing your business, while you're doing everything that you want to do to make that money, make sure that your home life is better than your work life. There you go. And you know what? To summarize this, you guys, how you're going to grow together as partners in a great relationship is, one, look at the quality of your friendship. Two, look at the way you adapt to the conflict. Three, look at the way you create that shared meaningful system together. Mm -hmm. Together is the key. And show it admiration. Show love, show lust, show that you want to be with that person. And they're going to show that they want to be with you. That's right. And as always, we wish you what we have. Yeah, baby. Have a good one. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram and head over Hill show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, have. we have.